Welcome back to Cause Talk Radio by Rashpixel.fm. I'm your host, Megan Strand with Engage for Good. You can find full show notes and additional resources for today's episode at engageforgood.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash cause talk radio. There's over 180,000 titles for you to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash cause talk radio and get your free audiobook today. When all live sporting and entertainment events were canceled due to the COVID-19 pandemic, Anheuser-Busch made the decision to redirect their sponsorship dollars to nonprofit partners, including the American Red Cross. One of the greatest needs in the country right now is blood donations, which have fallen off sharply in recent weeks due to stay-at-home orders and the difficulty of social distancing while donating blood. My guest today is Adam Warrington, Vice President of Corporate Social Responsibility for Anheuser-Busch, who shares the story of how the company leveraged its available assets to help mitigate the blood donation crisis in partnership with the American Red Cross, and what else they're doing, both corporately and at the brand level, to support their employees and communities around the globe. Well, hello, Adam, and welcome to Cause Talk Radio. Megan, hello. How are you doing today? I'm amazing. And I'm so happy to be talking to you. We have done a bunch of podcasts recently about COVID-19 for obvious reasons. Um, And Anheuser-Busch was really one of the first companies that I saw coming out very publicly in a whole bunch of different ways. So I'm super excited to talk to you today and hear a little bit about uh, what happened behind the scenes. So would you just start off, Adam, by telling us a little bit about how you're partnering with the Red Cross during this crisis? Because you're doing a lot. So if you could just kind of give us the 50 cent tour of what you guys are doing. At Anheuser-Busch, we've been a longtime partner of the Red Cross. Our relationship actually goes back to 1906. Wow. So we helped them in the disaster relief efforts to the San Francisco earthquake. So it's been a long, you know, century plus partner of Anheuser-Busch. We're very proud of that partnership. Um, primarily tied to helping them in their response efforts to national disasters and other crises. Of course, we're in a public health crisis now. And what the Red Cross came to us at the very beginning, um, you know, really five, six weeks ago is saying, we were experiencing drastic reduction in blood donations tied to the health crisis, which makes sense, right? You know, traditionally, they might go to office buildings, other spaces where people are not at right now, number one. And number two, those spaces are not set up for social distancing. So they are not set up to safely uh, draw blood. So they asked us, do you have any suggestions? Are there solutions that could be on the table? So we're lucky enough to have partnerships with all four major sports leagues in the United States. And we started talking to our sports league partners and our sports team partners saying, hey, you have large spaces you're not using right now, arenas, stadiums, practice facilities, et cetera. Could we potentially tap into those? And the response was, was really off the charts. Um, and things got moving very, very quickly. So we've set up a series of blood drives across the country tying to our sports team partners, uh, as well as some facilities that we have. We have tour facilities, some of our breweries where you know, consumers can come in, take a tour of the brewery, try some of our beers. So um, we kind of kept that, brought that all together. We're able to give a $5 million donation to the Red Cross to help facilitate all these efforts. The blood drives themselves, getting the blood course where it needs to go, uh, to the hospitals and medical centers, et cetera. So um, we're proud of that. We also gave them some media time as well that we have uh, so they could run some PSAs to help highlight the need for blood 
right? We're having blood drives. It's a, it's a critical need right now. That need has not gone away tied to the crisis. If anything, it's, it's only grown fairly exponentially. I also heard that you shifted some production to hand sanitizer and disinfectant alcohol. Is that tied to the Red Cross donation as well? It is uh, twofold. So yes, the sanitizer, hand sanitizer we are producing uh, is being much of it donated to the Red Cross to be used at the blood drives they're facilitating across the country for the men and women who are donating blood and the men and women who are uh, working at those blood drives themselves. You know, we tying back to the crisis, our key thought was, okay, what can we do to help? What is core to our business? The core component of hand sanitizer is ethanol. So, so alcohol, essentially 80% of that product is. So when we do, we brew a beer, like a non-alcoholic beer, like O'Doul's, a new brand we have called Budweiser Zeros, you, you de-alk those products. So you have ethanol at the ready. Mm. So we had this product at our breweries. We learned very quickly and followed FDA guidelines and how to kind of make it and scale it up. So uh, we're now producing at scale at our Baldensville, New York brewery and our Los Angeles, California brewery. We have some partners within our system. We have a spirits company called Cutwater based out of San Diego, a craft brewer, Devil's Backbone in Central Virginia. So they're producing hand, san- hand sanitizer as well. So we're really uh, working on that to donate as much as we can, while of course covering our employees and our internal needs as well. I love that. Um, can you talk, let's go back to the blood drives a little bit. So I will admit that I've heard the call for uh, blood and blood donation, um, but it, it's a little bit of a double-edged sword, right? Because you're not supposed to leave your house right now. So is donating blood safe? Is that something you should be doing? I, I'm clearly there's a need. Um, so have you had to do much, uh, or has the Red Cross had to do much communication around those? Like, how are those blood drives going? Are they, st- have they started? Have they ramped up? Can you go to some giant stadium, you know, uh, in Arizona for, sp- you know, spring training stadiums and go donate blood now? Yeah. Um, so a number of blood drives have taken place across the country uh, at various sports venues and our St. Louis tour, tour center in St. Louis, Missouri. So the Red Cross has been fantastic. You know, they've really assigned a project manager per geography or, or per sports team to kind of really run everything. Um, some some geographies in the country, like where I'm at in the New York City area, it's not possible to do so right now because it's a COVID-19 hot zone. Uh, but much of the country, it is still possible. So there's been a tremendous response to the blood drive so far. You know, we're excited to keep working with the sports partners and friends at the, at the Red Cross to host more in the weeks to months to come. So there's been uh, a couple dozen that have taken place. More will come online. Uh, as some cities either, of course, enter a hot zone, they will no longer be eligible, will ideally come out of it. Um, we have uh, a couple dozen more sports partners at the ready who have offered their, their facilities. We can't utilize that right now, but we're hoping in the weeks to come, uh, we can. So the Red Cross has managed all that for us, set everything up at the sports venues, making sure it's following the CDC guidelines. And there's also an online registration to make sure people are kind of coming in sequence. There's no overcrowding as people come to donate blood. Um, you guys also, you're a global company and um, COVID-19 does not really know any country borders. So you've taken some of your efforts globally. You've got hand sanitizer and disinfectant alcohol, not just happening in the U.S. Can you talk a little bit about what's happening globally with that particular aspect of your response? Yeah, absolutely. So you know, in the U.S., we operate as Anheuser-Busch. Uh, in Canada, we are Labatt. In Brazil, we are Ambev. We're all part of, of Anheuser-Busch Ambev globally. So, you know, many of our global colleagues, we have colleagues and business units in Africa, Europe, South America. You know, they've used their capabilities to uh, produce and support hand sanitizer production as well. 
you know, using technology from our non-alcohol beer brewing process to create disinfectants from our surplus alcohol. So we've tapped into that globally. Um, so working with local partners like we are with the Red Cross here in the United States, we'll be donating well over 1 million bottles of hand sanitizer around the world. Uh, we'll hit that number by the end of this month. Um, those are for donation. They're, you know, they're not for purchase or resale. The focus is hospitals, frontline healthcare workers uh, in the most impacted areas in the U.S. and then globally. I wonder, I think when this all came out, I think the big headline was that uh, as sporting events starting to be were starting to be canceled, that Anheuser-Busch was redirecting sports and entertainment investments. I want to hear just a little bit behind the scenes, if you would, about some of those internal conversations that were happening. Was everyone just completely shell-shocked? And how did that eventually turn around into, okay, well, we can't do this, but we can redirect some of those monies elsewhere and support the effort and the response? Yeah, I mean, the, the speed of the way the health crisis hit home, particularly in the United States, I think was a shock to us all. You know, I think many of us, it was the, the evening where the NBA canceled its season or postponed its season, I should say. Tom Hanks came out uh, that he had COVID-19. Uh, Rudy Gobert, an NBA player, same thing. Happened very, very, very fast, right? So this pandemic is certainly a first in my lifetime. I think for most of us, it is. So you know, we're trying to kind of navigate and, and operate in this new normal. That being said, we worked quickly. I'm proud with which the speed we worked at Anheuser-Busch amongst our entire team across many, many functions, um, talking to our sports partners, talking to our, our nonprofit partners like the Red Cross. How could we come together as one team to take on the health crisis? What we could what could we do that was authentic to our capabilities that made sense for Anheuser-Busch? So, you know, we've talked about hand sanitizer. We've talked about working with the Red Cross to facilitate blood drives. You know, the hope is, hey, could that inspire other companies to use their capabilities, their partnerships to join in the effort, something however they may be able to, you know, so that together we all from the private sector can, can try to make a difference uh, attacking this you know, unprecedented public health crisis. That's a good point, Adam. Are there other collaborations that you've had or conversations that Anheuser-Busch has had with other companies in terms of joining together to do things together outside of your partnership with some of these sports leagues? There's been a lot of benchmarking we've done. I've particularly done with with men and women who hold similar positions to other companies, mainly about learning, learning what they're doing, the impact it's having, the speed with which they can get whatever their activations out to market. Obviously, hand sanitizer is something very tangible, right? Um, we needed to work very closely with our procurement team to get bottles, caps, other ingredients needed to make hand sanitizer. So we had the core ingredient. That's great. We learned very quickly how to do it, meaning FDA guidelines. Um, so there's there's collaboration even with a company, International Paper. They're helping us supply the boxes um, that we're putting our bottles of sanitizer in to get it out there. So you know, we need to package these up to get them to the Red Cross and and other entities who are using it um, you know, to help address the crisis. So a lot of benchmarking, lots of conversations. Um, I think we'll see you know, maybe where those conversations kind of may go in the days and weeks to come, but mainly about learning and then trying to get our efforts to market as fast as possible. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash cause talk radio. My guest, Adam Warrington, has a book recommendation for you called 21 Lessons for the 21st Century by Yuval Noah Harari. According to Adam, it focuses on how we as a global society came to our current state of humanity and explains how we collectively arrived at this point. Adam says Harari expertly dismisses biases that exist within our different societies around the globe and ends on a note of hope, rewarding careful examination of the lessons shared within his book. 
You can download 21 Lessons for the 21st Century for free on Audible with your 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash cause talk radio. You had mentioned that you were kind of revisiting other partnerships with other nonprofits. Are there other nonprofit organizations you're supporting or considering supporting through this crisis with some of those um, sports and entertainment investments, dollars? You know, our our business is very reliant on what we would call the on-premise. So bars and restaurants, right? So people drink our products at home, but they drink when they're gathering as well. So that could be going to your local bar, your local restaurant, could be a large sporting event. Of course, those venues right now are essentially not, not operating anywhere in the country. Um, so we work with a number of partners, uh, working through a number of our brands as well, our, our beer brands primarily. We just announced a $1 million grant to the United States Bartender Skill uh, and their emergency assistance program. And that is designed very simply to provide resources to the men and women who are bartenders, servers, dishwashers, et cetera, who uh, may be furloughed, maybe not be working right now to apply for some assistance to help with, of course, their, their day-to-day their needs. So uh, that's one way we're activating and our brands are doing all kinds of, I think, really interesting things to try to help the on-premise industry. Again, um, any community in the country has a, a vibrant bar and restaurant scene where people like to go and gather and they're being hit very, very hard right now. So we're trying to help in a way that makes sense. You also, you're very on message, Adam. I heard you say one team earlier, which is the name of a very good ad that you guys put out. And, and actually pretty early, I think it was one of the first ads that I saw and it brought me to tears. Uh, so I don't know if that's any sort of litmus, litmus test, but it really is an ad that honors everyday people in America um, as we're all on this one team. So you've done this, you did this very quickly. Um, you had a spot and a decision just to come out with an ad that was speaking so directly to the crisis. So was there any internal pushback on doing an ad? You know, sometimes companies get a little bit, um, you know, hesitant to talk about the good works that they're doing, which I always think is is a little bit silly. But obviously, there's a, a fine balance between being opportunistic and um, kind of sharing a message of solidarity and support. So uh, any internal pushback there? Well, Megan, first, I'm glad you saw the ad and enjoyed it. <laughs> it it uh, had an effect on you. Um, certainly, that was a, a small part of the goal. You know, I during a public health crisis, during any crisis, there's there's always going to be a risk when you're going to activate any sort of marketing. Um, the hope and intent was to bring some hope, some inspiration, some awareness to our consumers and anyone who uh, you know can see the content. You know, people who are feeling maybe isolated, scared, unsure. You know, we have um, world class marketers at our company, our Budweiser brand team, our CMO was, as you might imagine, incredibly involved in shaping, creating that, you know, Budweiser's point of view was, hey, people want joy, they want comfort, they want connection during a very difficult time. Even three or four weeks ago, that insight was, was loud and clear. You know, Budweiser is a beer that is our flagship brand has been you know, the history of our company over 165 years. We feel it champions the American spirit. You know, the the idea and the concept of we're all on one team, everyone matters, and we come together, we as a country at our best, that fits into what Budweiser is about. So um, you know, the hope and working with the Red Cross and work with them every step of the way on that, that piece of creative was very important. Um, we thought it was an important message and one that we thought was appropriate for the time. Well done. Very well done. Thank you. 
Can you um, talk just briefly, Adam, about what uh, Anheuser-Busch has done to support employees during this time? I mean, clearly, beer is probably in very high demand right now. Uh, I know that alcohol sales are up around the country, uh, and I would imagine you guys are no exception. So anything that you guys are doing that you could talk about to keep your employees safe and supported? Without a doubt. Our employees are our number one priority, and we want to ensure they have the support, the resources uh, that they need to help stay safe and healthy. You know, many of our colleagues are, are working remotely, like I am right now, um, talking to you. But we have a number of business critical employees, the men and women who work in our breweries um, on site uh, to maintain the integrity of our supply chain so we can get our product to market, um, you know, in a very safe and responsible fashion. So, you know, we've implemented a number of, of measures that go beyond CDC recommendations, you know, social distancing protocols, far enhanced sanitation protocols, health screening measures. Um, we also uh, did a temporary pay increase for all of our employees who are working on the front line, those business critical roles. Um, you know, and we're also for all of our full-time employees, you know, we have the option of additional paid time leave to address any COVID-19 related illness. So I want to make sure the men and women who are working in our breweries um, are working in a very, very safe environment, feel very comfortable uh, supporting them through a temporary pay increase. And of course, anyone who may be affected um, by the virus um, you know, has all the time and resources they need to recover. That was something that I was very impressed with just out of the gates. I feel like that was the first response that most large companies had was to take care of their employees. So I think um, kudos to all of you who are putting employees first during this time. And, you know, ads are lovely and uh, donations are lovely. But I think, you know, without taking care of your own, uh, that's a a priority during something like this. So good for you guys. Um, Any other, you kind of referenced this a few minutes ago. Are there any other cause activations that are happening at the brand level? I feel like I saw something with puppies on one of your brands. You did. Um, so, uh, you know, essentially all of our brands are activating in, in, in some way um, to try a ways, raise awareness, funds, et cetera, to help address the crisis. Uh, so Bud Light is our biggest brand, biggest beer brand in the United States. They introduced a platform open for takeout. It's a consumer resource that helps them identify local restaurants and bars that are, that are open for takeout. Simply, how can they support those businesses, try to keep them going during this challenging time? Um, they're also trying to provide online entertainment through a platform called Dive Bar Tour Home Edition. So Dive Bar Tours are something Bud Light's done for a number of years, but those take place at a venue where we can all gather right now and that's not possible. You know, bring artists together to live stream from their homes, you know, to reinforce the importance of staying at home, social distancing, uh, and while raising money for charities of the artist choice. Many of those artists are choosing the Red Cross as well, which has been great to see additional support. Our Bush brand um, launched a weekly virtual bar trivia game to help support the bartenders across the country, as well the United States Bartenders Guild, which we gave a grant from our corporate level as well. Uh, Bush is also partnering with the Midwest Animal Rescue. So we're offering free beer to people who foster or adopt dogs. That's awesome. You know, uh, another <laughs> learning. Yeah. Animal shelters, we're seeing a big drop in dogs being fostered and adopting during the health crisis. Oh, interesting. So, you know, Bush, Bush tried to step up to kind of try to raise, raise awareness you know, for that during the crisis. Uh, Michelob Ultra, the second biggest beer brand in the, in the United States, trying to help consumers stay active, uh, which is a core kind of, you know, component of that brand. Have fun while social distancing by by partnering with uh, Brooks Kepka, who is a PGA golfer, um, for the first ever Michelob Ultra Indoor Open. It's a social media challenge, asking people to share indoor golf tricks, uh, those trick shots, and um, all donations that come out of that are going to the United Way's COVID-19 Relief Fund. And then finally, Stella Artois, 
is really focused on the the on-premise industry I was talking about earlier. Um, and they have given $250,000 to the James Beard Foundation. And they're also spotlight, spotlighting a movement called Tables for Tomorrow. That's brought by Help Main Street. It's basically enabling pe- people to purchase gift cards and provide needed cash to their favorite neighborhood spots, right? So um, the brand's also trying to help raise awareness and, and visibility for that. So the money from those gift cards go right to the the owners of those restaurants now can be used down the line when it's safe to go to those restaurants and bar, trying to get money in the hands uh, during the crisis right now to those those bar and restaurant owners. Wow. Was there like a whole directive from Anheuser-Busch that all the brands, if they were going to do some sort of fun activation, that there had to be a cause component to it right now? They're, that's amazing that they're all raising money right now. Yeah, it's a huge credit to our marketing team and to our CMO, um, Marcelo Cronus. You know, the ask was very clear. The world's very different right now. Um, remain relevant and have a purpose. All of our brands have various, you know, causes that they support. How could they amplify that and or maybe reposition in time that was appropriate to the crisis? Again, it's about connecting with consumers in a way that's authentic, but is addressing the realities of our time, whether it might be, you know, talking about fostering puppies, um, providing benefits to the men and women who own our local bars and restaurants, um, or trying to further help the Red Cross. Yeah, that was really an edict across the board, and our brands are operating. And that's just a few examples. There are many more in, in really impressive ways. It's very, very proud to help work with our brands during this time. Fantastic. Well, Adam, thank you so, so much for coming on to Cause Talk Radio to talk just a little bit about what Anheuser-Busch is doing during the COVID-19 pandemic. Where can people learn more about your corporate response, your social impact programs online if they'd like to do that? Yeah, to learn more about uh, what we're doing at the Anheuser-Busch corporate level and our, our portfolio brands, you can go to anheuserbusch.com. We have a dedicated COVID-19 page where we kind of outline everything that we're doing across the board. And I would encourage everyone, if, you, if you're interested in learning how and where you can donate blood at a, at a Red Cross blood drive in your community, you can go to redcross.org, get that information. And if it's uh, appropriate and applicable, you can sign up uh, on their website as well. Super. And we will put all of that in the show notes, which you can find at engageforgood.com. Adam, thanks again for joining me. Uh, we'll look forward to hearing more about your good works in the future. Megan, appreciate it. Thank you for the time. 